Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to this Wednesday. It is October 18th. Yesterday was kind of a flat day. Uh, we've got a little tinge of red this morning. We'll talk about more when Dave joins us here in just a second. Before we do, though, let's not forget that uh, there are so many things in this world that you and I, we, we just have no control over. However, you can take control of your portfolio by knowing how much risk you have in there and knowing how much risk you should have in your portfolio based on how close you are to retirement. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your core retirement design. With that, we've got Dave next. Services office in downtown Sebring. Philip, good morning. Have you uh, been pumping iron, getting ready to haul boxes on Saturday morning? Hey, man, we are ready, getting everything lined up and excited about uh, being available to shred stuff up for folks. Yeah, we got. Let's remind everybody, we got a little different venue than we've had. If you're a regular at Statler Financial Shredder Day each year, uh, we're doing it this year in a better location for traffic down near First Baptist Church downtown, right? Yes, sir. It'll be 200 East Center Street, so uh, we'll be right in that area, and you just you won't be able to miss us. Absolutely. It's 10 o'clock Saturday morning until 2 p.m. We want to uh, stuff a shredder truck full of confetti with all of your important papers and keep you safe. Back up to yesterday here to start the day off. This was a mixed bag day yesterday. Nothing really exciting, but the blue chips on the Dow were up by 13 points, a rock crushing four hundredths of a percent. Uh, Standard & Poor's off by 43 cents, and NASDAQ was down by 34. That sounds like a really flat day, but the VIX went up, and it wasn't hard to see why when you looked at the intraday. There was like another 200-point swing in the Dow during the day, and similar percentages on the other indexes during the day. It was kind of a topsy-turvy day, everything being relative for a basic nothing close, wasn't it? Yeah, it really was. I mean, you look at it ending up about where we started, and uh it's uh, all the zigzags during the day. Oh, yeah. It was one of those weird days. So, you know, the volatility index has been going steadily up, and 18 is starting to get up toward uh, at least fairly volatile. Brings us up to the morning, and it's uh, not good news on virtually any front as far as housing information is concerned. Uh, mortgage applications come out like 7.15 in the morning out of the Mortgage Bankers Association. They showed a 6.9% decrease in mortgage applications last week, and they made mention that that's the lowest number of mortgage applications filed in a week since 1995. I mean, that's before... Some home buyers' voices had changed. That's absolutely amazing when you consider that far back, isn't it? That that's a long time ago that that they've hit that rock bottom. I mean, and you think about it in in '08 when we were going through the real estate crisis, um, we didn't get this low. So that's uh, that's an interesting fact. 
Yeah, that, that was the part that hit me. I, was, I, I, I hearken back to 08, 09 when everything tanked in real estate, and right now the mortgage market is even worse than it was when you couldn't give a house away. It's just, oh, geez. Uh, the other information we got, this sounds like good news until you compared with what it was expected. Uh, housing starts were up by 7% last month, but the downside is they kind of expected them to be up by 8.5%. About the only good news in the whole batch is they were expecting building permits to fall by almost 6%. They only fell by 4.5% last month. I'm calling that kind of a kiss on your sister bit of good news, wouldn't you? Yeah, I would. And let's add to that, Dave, the 10 o'clock report from yesterday morning of the Home Builders Confidence. And it mm -hmm. slid to a 10-month low. Um, they were expecting 44. It came in at 40. So uh, that's, like I said, that's a 10-month low for the uh, Home Builders Confidence Index. It just kind of all adds together into a slowing economy, which kind of addresses something I mentioned when we were on the phone before we went on the air. Yesterday, I had two honchos from the Federal Reserve say that the trend in inflation is inexorably down, and we're looking at the right trend. Everything is looking like it's going where we want it to be. They didn't say it per se, but they were kind of implying that their point of view was that we didn't necessarily need another kneecapping in an interest rate bump on next month's Federal Open Market Committee meeting. Well, this morning I've got Barkin, one of the other Federal Reserve honches, uh, saying that there's, quote, unquote, a plausible story that the slowing economy is working to bring inflation back to its 2% target by its own slowing. I'm kind of wondering whether those odds makers in Chicago that are guessing what's going to happen at the next Fed meeting are going to start saying, well, maybe we might get lucky and they'll hold steady another month. Well, it, you know, the rhetoric has changed a little bit, right? And from the mm, yeah. Fed president's perspective. And so I think that they're starting to look at the numbers and and letting those numbers tell the story and, and applying some common sense that maybe, okay, maybe we are heading the right direction. Let's don't add fuel to the fire and, and drown uh, what's happening already. So, um, you know, again, that's... Uh, Yet to be seen what those guys do because they never really do what we think they're going to do. Well, maybe they've been listening to us. Yeah, maybe. Maybe that would be a good thing. <laughs> we've been preaching that gospel for a while now. Yeah, yeah, just like I said, we've been preaching this all along. It takes six, nine months for an interest rate increase to filter its way and have an effect on the economy. We're just now finally seeing the first quarter ones take effect. And yeah, uh, the trend is in the direction that, yeah, we'd like to have lower inflation. We want lower inflation. It's heading in the right direction, though. And there's a real danger when you start bumping interest rates without any great amount of forethought ahead of time. We could have another Volcker recession like we did in the early 80s, and nobody really wants that while we actually have an off chance of uh, getting a legitimate, fabled, soft landing from this. So I'm kind of getting hopeful by hearing people that actually have a vote on the Open Market Committee saying maybe we don't need to kneecap on them again. So other things going on, we're getting into the meat of earnings season. Before we get to a bunch more financials, United Airlines was... Uh, uh, they 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 didn't do that badly on the absolute numbers last quarter, but boy, they really tanked their own stock with a guidance figure, didn't they? Yeah, they, they really did. They um they, they came in and released some soft guidance for the fourth quarter. You know, the estimate was they'd come in about one a dollar fifty to a dollar eighty, um, but that's well short of what the analysts thought. The analysts thought they should come in like two two oh six. A share. So 
that is putting a hammer uh, to United Airlines down almost five and a half percent this morning. Then you add on the fact that their guidance, they said they expected a bleak last end of the year. And uh, there's just nothing but downward pressure on their stock at the moment. Talking about people making expectations that uh, weren't very impressive to begin with, the banks that we had reports yesterday from kind of two different directions. Bank of America did pretty well. They went up about 3% yesterday. Goldman Sachs, as I understand it, I think they made their numbers, but the targeted numbers were so doggone low it pretty much screwed their stock price up. So we kind of had a tale of two cities. Got some more banks coming up today. Anything uh, Anything exciting coming out of the financial reports this morning? We, we do. It's kind of a mixed bag, though, Dave. Citizens Financial Group, which is a regional bank, um, they missed on earnings. They missed on revenue as well. Uh, and so, cool. they're yeah, they, they missed across the board. They're trading down 3%. And we compare that to U.S. Bank, um, obviously a larger bank <clears throat> than them, uh, they put their third quarter out. They were in line with expectations. Uh, revenue was in line. Earnings were three three cent beat, right? One hundred five versus one hundred two. So uh, not not a big difference there. And they're up maybe a tenth of a percent this morning on that news. Uh, but let's remember we have some brokerage firms that came out. Uh, Interactive Brokerage came out. Um, they exceeded the estimates. Uh, for the quarter by by a little bit in both uh, earnings and revenue, uh, but they're down almost four percent this morning. Morgan Stanley, a, a another uh, brokerage firm, they beat on earnings by about ten cents a share at a dollar thirty eight, and revenue was just basically you say in line with expectations. And they are uh, they're trading down three and a quarter percent this morning. So uh, brokerage firms seem to be. Uh, be, be getting hit a little bit uh, this morning. So I think and that's I am, all. Start, I am starting to see a little bit of the, a pattern here that uh, is almost drawing a picture that the consumer banks are generally doing relatively well because of the interest rate bumps. They're making more money off of their loans. But the brokerage firms and the big industrial and commercial banks, they got kind of a rough row this quarter, didn't they? Yeah, they, they really did. We've also got, and we talked about airlines, we got J.B. Hunt reported. You know, they're a big bellwether because they're delivering stuff coast to coast. And mm -hmm. uh, and they came out for the third quarter, and they, uh see, they were expected. Let's see, what did they do? They earned $1.80 a share. They were expected to make $1.84 a share, so they missed on earnings. They are basically in line, missed by tad, maybe you'd say, on the, on the revenue front. They're down about four-tenths of a percent this morning. Not too bad. Yeah, they're still getting punished a little bit for a four-cent miss, aren't they? Yeah, they are. They are. Um, we had Travelers report. Uh, Travelers was down a little bit this morning earlier. Uh, they came in at $1.95 a share. Um, let's say that was well below the $3.01 that was projected by analysts. Um Revenue was slightly ahead of expectations. Uh, actually, they bounced back up, though, from uh, being down 1% earlier this morning to up one and a quarter right now. Okay. I got uh, yeah. just came across my ticker. I'll bet you don't know the specifics. The uh, big pharmaceutical lines, Abbott ended up having an earning beat and an optimistic guidance number. I don't think they've got a running ton of money invested in vaccines. Must be it, huh? Yeah, it must be because our whole po 
vaccine portfolio not doing well, that's for sure. No, no. I remember they absolutely stunk the place up when we had a couple of them earlier. I was figuring, oh, yeah, all they do is they make tests. They're fine at Abbott. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we all want to know. We just don't want the dang vaccines at us. Uh, one more. Uh, let's see. Well, I got, I got Procter & Gamble. Um, they beat uh, by uh, about nine cents a share. Eleven, I'm sorry, eleven cents a share. I get it right in my head here. Dollar eighty three. Uh, revenue was uh, slightly ahead of expectations as well, and so they're up two point three percent this morning. But a pretty good play for them, and you know they're able to raise their prices um, as costs have gone up. So good news for them. Take that happily. Tomorrow we got a couple of glamour stocks after the market closes. Both Tesla and Netflix will be reporting at the end of the day today. So we've got some uh, household names to discuss in the morning. Resetting the table. Uh, it was kind of a nothing day yesterday at the close. Nobody really moved anywhere impressively after kind of a herky-jerky day. 45 minutes before we throw real money around this morning, what are we looking at? Dave, I got to tell you, you got a lot of red ink on the on the index side. The Dow's down a quarter of a percent. S&P 500 is down almost a half a percent. And the NASDAQ 100 is down seven tenths, as well as the, the Russell 2000 down three quarters of a percent. Like you said, the VIX moving up this morning, up almost three percent, uh, trading right now at $18.98. So, so uh, a lot of volatility out there. On the other side of the coin, we've got silver up 1.4%, gold up 1.3%, and uh, and crude oil, gosh, Dave, 1.88, almost 1.9% at $87.05. I've really had a hard time figuring this out, though, Dave, because gas prices have continued to fall. Yeah, oil prices I are going think. up, and I just can't figure that out because that's not normal. Yeah, the futures market is it, it is almost a disconnect. I almost think that the uh, the retailers are looking at it and saying, "Well, this is just the Israeli-Palestinian uh, issue, and it's going to blow over quickly, one way or the other." And I've got a sneaking hunch that's more optimistic than they probably should be. But it, it's a disconnect I'm happy with for the moment when I fill up my gas tank. Oh yeah, I was happy yesterday, man. I filled up. <laughs> I think it had three dollars and thirteen cents. I think. Yeah, which actually felt pretty good by comparison. Uh, overseas markets, the Asian rim uniformly down. Basically, the index is uh, averaging about a half a percent down at the close this morning. I can't find a single green issue. Ditto over in Europe. The uh, European overall index is down by about a half a percent halfway through their trading day as they kind of watch us and go, do these guys really know what they're doing over in the States? We'll prove that one way or the other as the days progress. Uh, it's time to look at uh, getting rid of some important papers, and you're going to help out on Saturday, right, Philip? Yes, sir. Y'all come on down to uh, 200 East Center Street there at First Baptist Church. Uh, you'll see us set up there. We'll have the big shred truck there. And from 10 to 2, bring your stuff. Or I said, say, if we happen to fill it up, we'll have to cut out early. But, but hopefully 10 to 2, we'll be there taking your stuff. Uh, we'll have some hot dogs and, and drinks there. Uh, so come on down. And, uh, and get your stuff shredded. And then uh, also listen to us on the radio this weekend, right? Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And you and me again tomorrow morning right here, same time on light. Philip, you have a good day. We'll see you then. All right. Take care. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. We 
Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. Don't forget Shred Day this Saturday. Join us there. Hope to see you. And, uh, and don't forget, the one thing that you can control in your investments is how much risk you have. You need to know what that risk is and how much that risk should be. Give us a call, 863-382-0037 for your core retirement analysis. With that, we will talk to you tomorrow. Take care.